Oh, Mike. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, uh, I guess I am. You know, um, I, it's I know weird it's, doing this. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. You know, I've, I've been out doing things. It's good. I think this will be good. Uh, it'll be good to, to really get out to, to share some of my experience uh, that I've, I've managed to, I'm feeling really good about this. Did you, and did you sort out the thing with the network? Um, so what's it say on the stream right now for the name of the show? Well, it says ask the Pokedexpert. I, I didn't, I didn't change anything. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I mean, like I, I'm about to play the intro mute. Like we, we're all good, right? It doesn't say Celio's business anymore, right? We got rid of that because that was very clear. Uh, the other stuff, I think there's some wiggle room, but that it was very, very clear. Ask the Poka Dexpert. everyone and welcome to the Pokedexperts. Uh, we are so excited to have you here today. You may be familiar with us from our previous show, Ask the Pokedexpert, uh, part of the Celios Business Podcast Network, which this show is not. Uh, this is no. uh, uh, not part of of the Celio, explicitly not part of the Celios Business Podcast Network. Correct. Uh, this is a an independent show uh, where we take your questions about Pokemon uh, and their biology, their sociology, and their social biology to be answered by me, uh, the Pokedexpert Mike Ellison, the world's foremost expert in those three fields of study. Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, usually I would be the one who simply comes and basks in your brilliance, who, uh, asks you the questions from the audience that we are taking live right now on twitch.tv slash, uh, oh God, uh, that we are taking live on twitch.tv slash, uh, SRSBIZ underscore network. Uh, I still have the stream key. Uh, plugged in here so the network one yeah uh it's fine it's fine uh, i'm thank sure you they'll... so much for joining us uh, yes we thank you for joining us to get started uh and it will definitely not be a problem uh that we continue uh streaming on this channel twitch.tv slash srsbz underscore network they're very understanding i'm sure it will be totally fine uh, but uh, as I was saying, I have uh, the great distinction and pleasure of being able to bring a little knowledge of my own to the table, Mike, uh, uh, as you That's may right. know. Yes, yes. Yeah, the... we talked just before the break. You were headed off to do some research of your own, right? You were you were interning. 
Is that right? Yep. Yep. Uh, it was uh, a, a, an amazing experience. I had an opportunity to uh, go and join a research team as an intern uh, where I did some research on uh, the the mating habits of uh, of the Wurmple. And obviously this is not an episode about Wurmple, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, the, the last two months have opened my eyes to the way that research is done. Sure. You know, it, it was a great yeah, opportunity. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'll talk no, a little. No, we don't have to. We don't have to go crazy, right? Like, uh, like you said, uh, the focus of this episode isn't Wurmple, although it could have been. Uh, that would have been really smart. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, I just, I didn't want to take away from your expertise. Uh, I don't know. So, you know, oh, we'll, I mean, I know plenty about a Wurmple. Well, so here I didn't. And let me let me tell you some of the things we learned about Wurmple. Sure, uh, I can't wait. Our focus was on trying to uh, understand the uh, mating habits of the Wurmple to try and, and really uh, deal with some population issues of Wurmple that have been uh, springing up from, from time to time. Uh, so we did a lot of things to try and stimulate the uh, natural cycle of reproduction with a Wurmple. We put uh, two Wurmple uh, together. Um, we played soft music. Uh, we would massage one Wurmple and then leave it near a, a Wurmple to see if that had any impact. We tried Merlot, uh, feeding Wurmple Merlot to see if that would uh, help fix that situation. Um How'd that all work out for you? Well, so we, uh, after several months, uh, we discovered that Wurmple uh, actually reproduces asexually. Uh, so all of mm -hmm. our effort, I mean, I, I mean, we 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 went through to some pretty. I don't. I'll spare you some of the details, but I've never. Um, you know, we, we went to some, some real manual attempts to try and stimulate the Wurmple, and, and that didn't seem to achieve what we were looking for either. Uh, and it turns out it's because they uh, actually, uh, uh, they don't reproduce that way. So, um, no, it's true. Uh, undergrad project? Well, actually, I mean, this was a, a you know, a very serious... I it was some 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 hobbyists who were Com really like community a, project. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would say that you know we it turns out there was a lot of this is a known fact about Wurmple. There was a lot of mm -hmm. uh, research into this, so it really turned into more of a peer review uh, of of Wurmple reproduction uh, that we were able to uh, you know we wrote a nice paper uh, confirming the facts uh, about Wurmple and their uh, reproductive uh, capacity. So I, I am a published author now. Uh, my name is on uh, the thing. And, uh, you know, there was a couple other things that came out. I got this beautiful new computer as part of the process. Well, I, I had to, I took out a big loan. I bought a truck and some equipment uh, and, a, and a new computer to help process some of the data. Uh, you know, me and the other uh, intern, we had to, to, to pick up some equipment for, for the project. Uh, sure, but but sure. I got to keep the computer. I, I didn't get to keep the truck or the equipment, but uh, the the computer I got to keep. So, so the, that's very exciting. And the loan? Yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah, that's still me. So, uh, it, you know, if if you how uh, does how does your stepfather feel about that? I don't. 
I don't care about that. Let's move on. Today, we're going to talk about... Uh, oh, oh! before we move on, I don't want to move on too quickly. Mike, you've had two sure. months. You've been working on the book. How, how's it going? How's the book? A great question, Anthony. Really great question. Um, you know, I think the important thing to remember when you're working on a book is that... Uh, 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 as much of the uh, the the result of the book uh, is the journey that it takes to to write the book. Um, I uh, yes, and, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, I think I think a lot of things you you can learn uh, you can learn a lot of things from from the process of learning the uh, process of writing the book, and you know, I'm just really happy uh, to be at a place where uh, my writing can. Uh, uh, happen, you know, in a, in a, in a more, I'm trying a new thing, Anthony, I'm trying a new process whereby I let the writing come to me, you know, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not going to force myself really, uh, to do as much hard work on the writing as, as maybe I used to, uh, to really be as prolific as I had been. Uh, because this is a little bit more uh, the type of work that like you you really work through uh, a lot of stuff in. You know what I mean? Mike, I am thrilled. I, I could not be more excited to see what you produce here. I mean, uh, you know, I've read a lot of the stuff that you've that you've written before, and I think that it's all fantastic. And I can only Thank imagine you. that this new process, uh, with all of this time and effort, the uh, the more that goes into it, the more pressure that builds behind it about how amazing this piece is going to be. Literally life altering, undoubtedly, uh, for the effort that's gone into it. I'm just so so I, I i i can't tell you how excited i am to read this i'm really glad to hear that uh, uh i'm just can't so thank you you well i i you you deserve every every tiny bit of it so let's get into today's about, yeah yeah yes, yeah, we, yes yes absolutely great great point great point it's time you know, it's just, time we talk I know, I know the the community is here with us. Uh, the way the way that they, you know, uh, still checked in uh, with the Celios Business Network Twitter and Twitch channel, and you know, still joined us here, even though this show is not part of the network. Uh, we are very much an independent show uh, of Pokedex experts that you can ask. Any questions yes. that you want to, uh, specifically this week, we are talking about Drifloon. Is that correct? Yes, Drifloon. The, uh, and I'll tell you, the community had some great questions about the balloon mm. Pokemon. Uh, the Pokedex lists Drifloon as a one foot four, 2.6 pound ghost flying Pokemon. So obviously we're going to have to discuss this a little bit. There's There's a lot of to course. unpack here. Um, and, and I'm I'm very excited to dig right into it. So, uh, me let's too, go, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much experience you have with Drifloon. I mean, I couldn't tell you how excited I was. There's no words in the language of English to be able to tell you the excitement that I felt in my heart when I found out we were talking about Drifloon, my favorite Pokemon. Excellent. That's excellent because these are going to be some some real doozies. Okay. I can't wait. 
uh, right off the bat, I've got a question here that I, I think is uh, A, a great question. Uh, but B, uh, I think the one everyone's asking, right? Everyone, it's on everyone's mind. Sure. Uh, what are Drifloons the ghost of? So that's a great question. Great question. Great, great question. And, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting topic to explore because, of course, we have talked in the past about ghost Pokemon as a type. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we talked about how it's a remnant of a more superstitious time. We talked about how uh, before my experience in the water with uh, with Delmise, I didn't believe in ghost Pokemon being anything other than a type of Pokemon name, right? I didn't think, oh, these are spirits. And Drifloon is part of the reason why I didn't think that. Uh, when you look at a Drifloon, of course, it floats kind of hauntingly. And because they hang out in graveyards and because they, you know, uh, say they, they make a sound like when they float at night where they, you know, they mostly prey on their, their, you know, uh, their, their feed, their, their food, uh, people started to think, oh, that's a ghost. And as we know now, with the benefit of science, Drifloon isn't a ghost. Just because it hangs out in graveyards, and it's shaped ethereally, and it floats, and sometimes people have seen Drifloon pass through physical barriers while making a sound like, ooh, doesn't mean that Drifloon is a ghost. Okay, Mike, I gotta stop you there, though, right? Sure. Because so far, but basically what you've told me is, uh, just because Drifloon mm -hmm. has every aspect that we would attribute to a ghost, mm -hmm. doesn't mean he's a ghost, right? Um, so, to me, I just need to, to, to piece that together a little bit, because to of me, if, Let's if talk something... Let's talk it over. Yeah, yeah, if something can Let's float... Let's rap about it, Anthony. Okay, if something can float, yeah. Uh, and it hangs out in a graveyard. Yes. Uh, and it's ethereal. Yes. It can well, pass through ethereal things. ethereal looking. Ethereal looking. It can occasionally pass through things. Yes. Um, it makes a whooshing woo noise as it does so. Yes. Uh, that, I mean, that's a ghost, right? That You've just described a ghost. That's exactly where the confusion lies. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, it, I think this is... This is the part that a lot of people get hung up on. You know, um, how many descriptors of something does something else need to have in order to be considered that thing? Or what does it need to do to be separate from that thing? Right. right? This reminds me of the old phrase, right? If it floats like a ghost and it woos like a ghost... And it passes through objects like a ghost. It's a ghost. Then it's probably a ghost, right? Right. No, I understand. Uh, and actually, I think that's the difference there, right? The colloquialism is then it's a ghost. The actual phrase was then it's probably a ghost. And we have reached one of the one of the, the points in time 
where, where the, it's, it's not, not a ghost. Correct. Interesting. And the way the way we were able to determine this is with phase spectrometry. Uh, we use that to measure Defloon uh, against known paranormal activity. You know, uh, Milkery Shades, for example, or Delmise as a as a perfect example. And uh, we're able to see that the that the spectral nature of those two objects and Drifloon don't match up. So how come this hard science, what you're talking about here, is is, is oh. hard, undeniable science? Undeniable science, yeah. It's been no, published. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you're doing phase spectrometry, uh, spectrometry against uh, known paranormal activity, there is no question about the hard data you're getting there. Correct. Um, why then do we have situations where, uh, as another question came in here, uh, that the Catholic Church has officially censor censured Drifloon and other ghost types, which we have already discussed, are not, you know, necessarily ghosts. You know, why, why do we as a society still have things like this happening uh, when it's uh, quantifiably not ghosts? It's a great question, Anthony. Uh, unfortunately, it lies in tough answers. You know, uh, it lies in, in uh, speciesism, right? Uh, and I don't, you know, uh, Pokemon breed specific prejudices that have been passed down through generations of, uh, you know, what's the appropriate word? Uh, uh, people. <laughs> no, uh, so people wasn't what I was looking for, but um, oh my gosh, I am blanking on the word. Uh, for su a superstition. That's the word ah, I was looking for. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Superstition. Yes. I see what you mean there. Uh, so that, that people was a silly thing to say there. I see that now. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't fit, uh, but that's all right. Uh, you didn't know where I was going. And, and that makes sense. You know, you've been on, you've been on your one uh, research trip. I mean, and my, and my job has been to be right there for people. And so I feel like I dropped the ball with you. I just got so used to answering, you know, to other people who who always need need someone right there. And usually the answer was people uh, or a water bottle um, or a sure. camera to photograph what we thought at first was Wurmple copulation, but was not, uh, not ultimately. So I've got some pictures of Wurmple climbing on other Wurmple. Uh, but it's not what we were hoping for. Uh, I'm sure uh, you might be able to do something with those to help pay down that loan. I got another question here for you. Uh, yeah. It says, uh, my Pokedex says that Drifloon tugs on the hands of children to steal them away. Uh, and that, quote, children holding them sometimes vanish. Uh, I have given my child several Drifloon and he's still around. Do you have any advice? I think this is a great question. It is. A, I mean, one, it is a great question. One of the things that people have a hard time with is why don't my Drifloon behave the way other Drifloon behave, you know, and What type of child are you providing to these Drifloons? 
you know, if your child isn't deserving of being uh, paired with a Drifloon, then it's not going to go anywhere. You know so what I, I mean? I, I mean, let, let me interrupt you. Before yeah, we get too deep down this down this path, I, I got to interrupt you. This is actually a thing? Like, Dr Drifloon and, and the children, like, they will capture children and, and carry them away? This is real life? I mean, capturing and carrying away... How many times do we talk about this, Anthony, where we ascribe human traits to Pokemon? Okay, but I mean, you know? carrying a child away feels like that's not a human trait. That's just a, a fact, right? Well, I think we might be assuming uh, the uh, motivation there that maybe Drifloon doesn't have. You know, uh, it is true that a Drifloon who has uh, paired with a child will occasionally... Uh, head in a direction that is opposite the child's home. Uh, and it is true uh, that the child will be lured into that situation uh, through some sort of uh, connection with the Pokemon on a psychic level. And it is true that typically these children are not seen again afterward. All of that is facts. That is hard science, factual truth. Okay. Pairing, pairing the uh, you know the the pieces with the end result, it makes sense where someone might uh, you know jump to a correlation not equaling causation kind of situation, right? Uh, again, my I mean, and again, my I know I'm just I'm not I am not the Pokedex expert. I'm just one of the Pokedex experts today, right? On the show, uh, sure. <clears throat> but I, you know, again, this sounds like if a Drifloon psychically pairs with a child, yeah, and then goes somewhere else, drags yeah. the child along with them, right? And that's, it, I think, the no one knows. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there are. I shouldn't say no one knows. I should say there is competing research in the field that says maybe the child isn't being dragged, just psychically pulled. We know they make a psychic connection. We know the child follows the Drifloon. It could be that the child is choosing to follow the Drifloon. No one, because the child tends not to come back, we don't get a lot of exit interviews from the experience. So, but that, so that's what I mean. That, that reads to me, right? If you've, uh, well, once again, and, the and same again. thing we discussed before. Right. Uh, if it, if it looks like, child kidnapping from a ghost uh you know may maybe it just is a child kidnapping from a ghost you know what i'm saying like i think to a certain extent that's what it feels like to enough people that it just kind of becomes that i understand that mentality of course but i also think this is about responsible pokemon ownership anthony i think when you have a drifloon it is your choice whether to uh, also have a child and it is your choice whether you value the child or the drifloon in your living situation of course as a researcher and as a pokemon uh pokemon first advocate here uh you know they were here before us they will be here after us uh i will tell you as a father if my drifloon chooses to take my child 
and my child chooses to follow that drafloon, that's that's natural order of things, Anthony. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be the one to stand in the way of the natural order of things. I mean, I can't argue with that, but I feel like I should. You can't. Uh, you but I, don't have children. You don't know what it's like. Well, okay. I, sure. Sure. Ask and your stepdad. I bet he would agree. My, my mom's boyfriend uh, has several children from several different people. Uh, and honestly, I don't think he would notice if a Drifloon carried them away. That's just, that's my opinion. Maybe your maybe your stepfather has a healthier relationship with the natural order of Pokemon and human interactions than maybe you're giving him credit for. There are some other questions about this. This is a big hot topic in the community, and I, and I want to make I sure bet. we get these before we wrap it up. Uh, uh, you know, there is a question here about uh, some speculation uh, on the Drifloon side of things. Uh, are sure. these Drifloon making the psychic connection with uh, children and whether they are carrying them away or uh, coaxing them away or... Or uh, the children just happen to be going to the same place that the Drifloon is going to. Right. If that's if that's the case, and I, I don't know, I'm not a Drifloon, nor am I a child following a Drifloon. That's um, right. But uh, if, don't forget that. I, 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 I literally cannot. Um, no matter what, what the situation is, do you think the Drifloon's intent is to create uh, a situation by which uh, they can breed additional Drifloon. And this question is especially important to me because now I'm very curious about the breeding habits of nearly every Pokemon. I mean, I just can't believe I spent so much time thinking about Wurmple breeding when there are so many other breedable Pokemon out there. Anthony. Yeah. What's the name of the group that you know what? I don't want to know yet. Uh, I am not going to worry about that. Um, but I, uh... I, I don't. Yeah, you know what? Wa Wag uh, is a perfectly uh, straightforward and acceptable thing. The, the Wormple Appreciation Group is absolutely. Uh, that's I. I... You, anyway, uh, it's a great question about the uh, the reproductive cycle of a Drifloon, and I would love to answer that, but I can't. Oh, so remember just a bit ago, we talked about not knowing exactly where Drifloon go uh, when they when they leave uh, and also the child leaves uh, at the at, at, a, at a similar time or maybe the same time sometimes. And okay. then, yes, yes. And then the Drifloon comes back. Uh, no one has been able to track down that middle step, which is what has led to such rampant speculation and anti-Drifloonism. So I, I just, just to be clear. Yes. This Pokemon, who is not a ghost. Correct. But is ghost-like. Yes. Uh, has many attributes of a ghost. Yes. Makes a psychic link with children. Yes. Disappears somewhere. Yes. The child also disappears somewhere. Ostensibly to the same place as this psychically linked. Uh, That's conjecture. That's conjecture. Conjecture. You're right. Nope. 
fair, fair conjecture. That is conjecture. Um, we don't so, know where the child. If we knew where the child went, and where the drifloon went, we could draw that con conclusion. Okay, so disappears. Uh, the child disappears as well. After yes. some time, yes. Two drifloon return. Two drifloon return. I mean, do you see how this feels like a ghost situation? Uh, did you see how that could really be just like right on the edge of a possible, um, like, I, I just, I just, I understand that you're very adamant about this. Like you have science backing you up in your corner here and I get that. That's totally, that's great. But I just want to see, I, I just want to make sure you see that. I understand that there are fringe aspects of our community that might, uh, assume a malicious intent intent by Pokemon uh, to to disturb uh, humans, uh, especially given what we know about Milkery. Uh, it makes sense that that people might draw some uh, you know some some similarities between the two. Uh, I do not think that that is entirely fair and I don't think, that uh, I really appreciate the line of questioning right now. Uh, you know, I don't like, I don't even, I don't have a dog in this fight, except to say that again, Drifloon is, is my favorite Pokemon and it does nothing wrong. Well, you know, it doesn't get more definitive than that. And uh, I, I just really appreciate you coming to clear the record on this because uh, if what you're saying is true, and I uh, look, it, even I am subject to the biases that have uh, been in popular culture against this Pokemon. Uh, I'm falling, you know, I see all of these facts uh, lined up in front of me, right? I'm hearing all of these hoofbeats and I'm thinking horse and you're saying, no, sometimes it's a zebra. Sometimes you live somewhere where there's a zebra and that's what's sure. making these Or a ponyta. Oh, sure, right? And uh, here you know, I maybe am. Maybe a rapidash. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, right? So, uh, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate... See... Go ahead. I, I did see in the chat that someone asked if... Uh anyone has put a gps tracker on a child uh and while it's a great question great uh, very good question such great question such a great question uh we also know that due to privacy laws uh you can't just tag children anymore yeah uh, you know ever since the incident like nobody wants to be the person tagging children but there is also some, you know, electrical interference that occurs around Drifloon as well, right? I mean, that's just a, a fact that if yes. they are going to the same location, and I know we don't have any evidence that they are, but if they are going to the same location, there's going to be some electrical interference occurring as well. It is true that uh, if you work in the uh, tech industry, you do not want uh, to raise a Drifloon. You need to find a... Uh, an agricultural job uh, because electronics around the Dif Drifloon are a bit finicky. Uh, the, the EM signals do uh, tend to fluctuate uh, as well as the temperature in the room. Uh, and here I am again saying like, oh, that but, just, that seems like a ghost to me, but you know, I get, I get that. It's not, I get that. It's not a ghost, but boy, right. it sure seems like a ghost and, and I'm falling victim to that. So if even I can fall victim to that, I'm so grateful for you to come on the show and set the record straight about this Pokemon. This has been, I, I think there's no question here. We have to follow the science on this. And the science tells us uh, Certainly. 
quantifiably not a ghost. Uh, just absolutely not a ghost. So just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mike, thank you so, so much for being here today and doing this and being part of this show. Again, it's good to be back. It's good to get back in the seat here and answer some community questions about yeah. this kind of stuff. Uh, it was great to be in front of the community again. Uh, thank you all so much. And and if you're if you want to come and join us and ask your questions live in the chat, as many people here joined us today, I um, twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network is where we have done the show. Uh, and it Tuesdays seems at nine thirty. Like, yeah, it seems like they weren't doing another show at this yeah. time. Yeah, it looks like we maybe passed so. it, snuck in a little bit. So uh, I also should be clear. I didn't set up the stream on here and I don't know how to change it. So uh, next week I'm, it's going to happen again. Uh, and so, and it I sounds guess like we'll it's going right to be here. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 930 PM Eastern time on, uh, on Tuesdays, uh, twitch.tv yep. slash SRSBIZ underscore network. And of course, uh, Mike, why don't you tell us how people can support the show? Oh, great question, Anthony. You know, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, you can support the show there. Uh, we love taking, uh, you know, our uh, our donations and adding them to uh, the the money that we need to accomplish our goals. Uh, we well said. really appreciate uh, all of it and all of our patrons for their never-ending support. Uh, that is the only form of monetary uh support that we get now uh that we are no longer a part of the network that is also true uh uh it is uh wait a minute were you were we getting i mean thank you network... so much everyone uh we we really appreciate you being here uh anthony it's we're running late bud we gotta we gotta yeah yeah join us uh, next week where we'll be discussing the pokemon bruxish No, 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 not serious business. Fake. Uh, serious. Uh, not serious. Not, not. It's a joke. <laughs>